This broadcast is intended solely for the enjoyment of our audiences. Any rebroadcast, rebroadcast, or retransmission without express written consent and written consent of Tsunami and Cartoon Network is strictly prohibited. Welcome to That Was That in Good Taste, the show that's got more gags than a normal fetishist. Today we're celebrating cartoon cartoons. Uh, we're talking about Cartoon Network. I'm your host, Chandler Phillips, and with me as always... Is your other and slightly better, more handsomer host, James Beery. And we've done a t- couple episodes in the past about cartoons, but today... We're talking about specifically the eras of Cartoon Network. Like, we've talked about Avatar, we've talked about animes, we've talked about all that good shit, but we're talking cartoon cartoons. I'm super hyped for this. I don't know about you, but Cartoon Network and cartoons have been a huge influence in me and my personal life. I exist only because cartoons made me. I totally believe that you've got just the amount of absurdity and and just off the wall pay attention to me exactly that's what that's what cartoon (laughs) network is all about it's just hey we're here too um so we're talking it's difficult to break down cartoon network into into so many different we're talking about our favorite cartoons but like there's been the Hanna Barbera generation, there's the Merry Melodies of like uh the Warner Brothers and and all that jazz. And then there's like the actual Cartoon Network classics like the Billy and Mandy, Johnny Bravo and all that jazz. So, we're going to try to break it down and talk about what our favorites of each era was. I vibe with that. But first we have to take a seat at the bar. What are we drinking today? Okay, so today we're drinking... What better to pair with cartoons than some classic cereal and milk? We got a white Russian that's made with three olives, Loopy Vodka, which is a a UK-based vodka company that specializes in uh, quadruple distilled spirits and a litany of flavored vodkas. One of them, the Loopy one that we're trying today is fruit loop flavored Ooh! and so we got our our splash of kalua our ice cube our loopy vodka and loopy then wow. 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 and then a little bit of almond milk on top and then topped with fruit loops ain't that just the darndest thing ain't it just the darndest thing and uh how do you like yours over there james it was good it's good i enjoy it it's super fun it's delicious of course you know we get in depth and behind the bar this coming monday at 8 a.m but right now i'm gonna say that this is the kind of drink i think kind of goes well with this theme kind of sweet and by the way we're adults right so you have the milk you have the cereal the booze but it's also the splash of coffee Mm. You to know, wake you up in the morning you're wake. you're getting up in the morning you're having coffee because like you don't get up at 6 a.m like yeah. you used to while you're damn brat it's like i'm hungry daddy i'm hungry and you give them <laughs> some milk and cereal i'm a kid i'm a kid and you give them some milk and some cereal and stuff like that you know it 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 just works it's you know you get your fix of sugar cereals and some bright colors on the tv it's kind of an all all good things are happening um other than that, what what kind of stuff you got going on oh. in your life? Let's let's do a little quick. Oh, oh we're doing a little quick catch, catch up. up. We're still we're, we're catching up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my mother's been staying with me. That's got to bring you back to childhood. I know. It's yeah. You know, it's funny because 
you know, she just wasn't feeling well. She was stressed out, COVID and shit. You know, and uh, one of the things we've always connected over is like media. But my mother is like super into fucking media, into adult cartoons and stuff. When I was a kid, she watched with me, but not just with like man. She was, she was all up in the WB cartoons. She would actively watch them with me. Oh, she was about WB, you know. But not whatever I watched, whatever I watched, she would watch. Okay, you know what I mean. Having her with me has been an absolute pleasure. You know. Uh, this year has been crazy and stuff like that, but it feels good to kind of like, you know, be with your family, the people who are important to you, the people who matter. This is true. You know, what about you? Anything going on? Um, I did my taxes recently. Oh, oh no. I've avoided doing mine. You scared the fuck out of me. Right. So like, no, I, so I did this really adult thing and then I've been kind of like trying to reward myself for the past week and a half for doing the really adult thing by doing the most childish thing I can. And that's uh, just watching, binge watching all my favorite Cartoon Network shows uh, on HBO Max. Um, They haven't sponsored us yet, but when they do, oh boy. (laughs) That's my HBO sound. uh, (laughs) (laughs) Actually, so what inspired me to do or to to want to do this episode in general was HBO just released uh the Tom and Jerry movie which I really wanted to watch when um when I saw it it's out you saw it already no I didn't I saw one eighth of a headline of a review that said that there's no Tom and Jerry in it and that made me well it's like it's a live action movie. But with Tom and Jerry as still cartoons, like which is fun, but I don't know. Something about it didn't seem interesting to me. Well, what what got me about Tom and Jerry as a youth? All right, so we're starting our to- our. Cartoon. Oh, we're doing this. Okay. Yeah, we're getting into it. Is Tom and Jerry in Cartoon Network? Tom and Jerry premiered on Cartoon Network when uh, the Turner uh, Broadcast System uh, uh, ended up buying the. Um, rights so all right let's let's start with the okay. quick history lesson tbs turner broadcast system tbs owns tnt boom there tnt which is where aw all the wrestling airs that's i where, mean where, i hear where, tnt knows drama where, so where 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 shaq just had a match with his tag team partner against cody rhodes wait shaq as in shaquille, shaquille o'neal, O'Neal? Yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm just saying you know damn Continue. I'm just right, saying. I'm, I just that that alone sounds like a cartoon. <laughs> um. All right. So back in the early or in the mid '80s, uh, Turner Broadcast System ended up buying out a bunch of new, uh, or not new, a bunch of catalogs of uh, Warner and Mary Melodies and pretty much the entire backstock of Hanna Barbera, and so they ended up getting all the Looney Tunes all the um, Tom and Jerry stuff and all of the Hanna-Barbera, which includes Scooby-Doo, Yogi Bear, and all that jazz. You know what I'm getting at? I do. And so when Cartoon Network initially started in 1992... Oof. I was seven? Hold on. Uh, Six, four... Five, six. I was six. 
You you were six in ninety two. Year before the Power Rangers came out, and the year before uh, Kirk Cobain died, ninety two. Oh, I was still a gamete. <laughs> that's uh, that's a reproductive cell that only holds um, what is it half the amount of chromosomes. Oh Lord. <laughs> what happened in ninety two? All right, so ninety two Cartoon Network uh, starts as a channel that's produced by the Turner Broadcasting System as an answer to Nickelodeon's programming mm-hmm. of, of now featured cartoons uh, such as Doug and Rugrats and what was the other one that I got on here? Um, like Nickelodeon just starts starts doing shit just for kids. And so mm-hmm. Cartoon Network is like, all right, we got this whole back catalog of all these cartoons from the 30s to the 60s to the 80s. We're going to start making a channel that's entirely devoted to cartoons. And that's what's referred to as the checkerboard era of Cartoon Network. The checkerboard era? I got the music. I'm so glad you got the drops for this. A lot of us kids, I guess, will remember this as like what's now been featured on Boomerang. This is what I like to call the Boomerang era mm-hmm. because it's all the shows that eventually ended up on the channel Boomerang, which is named because it's all the shows that boomers like. <laughs> that's it's legit. All, it's all the things. Legit the the name for it. It's all the things that used to see, like you know, Flintstones, Magilla you know, Gorilla. Oh my god, Magilla Gorilla, Magilla Gorilla. Oh my Top fucking cat. T- oh man, like it is so funny because it's really hard sometimes to really pinpoint when and where these eras happen. For example, Wacky Races. When was that? I don't know, but like that show looks old, so I'm assuming it's this. I'm assuming it's around I, then. I used to be told that I laugh like Muttley from <laughs> Wacky Races. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even. You know, <laughs> you got me really going. I just do the little like. <laughs> so and so. All right, all right go, go ahead. I'm just gonna say you mentioned checkerboard, and it's funny because. While I, this is not what I was watching in 92, one of my favorite things of all time is, was Scooby-Doo. Especially, specifically, uh, this, the new Scooby-Doo movies. Like the live action ones or the, oh, we'll or the get cartoon into, it's, ones? It's, no, it's animated. We're going to get into that later. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and all the Scooby-Doo things that, that aired in like the late 70s, early 80s was airing on at that time and later. You know, but that's kind of like one of the big cartoons at that. I never, I'm never going to forget that. That actually reminds me. All right. So one of the, I know we're talking about Cartoon Network. One of the things that Cartoon Network was trying to respond to, aside from Doug and Rugrats, was Ren and Stimpy. Oh, yes. Which brought a whole new level to animation and just the, the themes of... Uh, I guess cartoons that were directed at children, but really for the parents who were watching their children watch cartoons. And I think that kind of set Cartoon Network, like they stuck on Ren and Stimpy, Ren and Stimpy, mm-hmm. and said, All right, that's their shit. We got to match that. I mean, they kind of didn't at that time. At the time, no, they had Hanna Barbera, they had their back catalog yeah. that they were. Because when Stimpy was doing like weird, kinky stuff, people were showering and stuff, and like 
women being covered. It's weird, right? Kind of sexual, kind of adult. Well, yeah. So, all right. If we're going back to the Hanna Barbera Mary Melodies stuff, I really identified with the uh, the Looney Tunes out of it. Mm-hmm. Like, I just I liked the the music that went into it. In fact, I saw I saw an opera show, and I recognized the music because of Looney Tunes. And I was like, "Oh shit, that's the scene from when uh, the Barber of Seville." When oh yeah, <laughs> I was like spot on with that, and I fucking I enjoyed the classical opera more so because I had the context of Looney Tunes behind it. Um, also, my dad has a tattoo of the Tasmanian Devil. So, <laughs> oh, good old Taz. Good old Taz. Um, I did a report once on the Tasmanian Devil because it's an actual animal. Uh, from the island of Tasmania. It's endangered. It's a marsupial. It's adorable, but also Ooh. extremely vicious. Anyway. Sounds a lot like the wrestler Taz from ECW, who's on AEW, which is on TNT, who is a wrestler. He's also pretty vicious. Does he go... <laughs> you know what? I'm going to tell you something. He's from New York, from Red Hook. That's how. That's kind of how he sounds. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, so... All right, so you got Cartoon Network that's establishing themselves with cartoons that they know have gotten traction in the past. Your Tom and Jerry, your or I guess your MGM, your um, Warner Brothers, your Merry Melodies, and a little bit of a catalog from Paramount, which included like Popeye and all that jazz. We then move on to the next era, which is like the 1992 to 97 stuff. Um, with the or, Eric, what's the Eric called? Or actually, sorry, that that's my bad. I miss I misspoke. There's the cartoon cartoon era, um, that's like eighty seven to two thousand, or that's ninety seven to two thousand four. Oh, I forgot about that cartoon cartoon. Cartoon cartoon. <laughs> Come on, cow and chicken. That's cow and chick. So, all right, when I did my research on this. The way a lot of these eras break up has to do with the way um, Cartoon Network did its prog- or promotion blocks for this, right? So the uh, that Starburst era, which is where they just kind of had the the simple um, the cartoon cartoon logo and then like some some flair behind it. That was uh, ninety seven to ninety eight, and that included. You know, uh, your classic Hanna-Barbera stuff, but also they started premiering a lot of their own original material. Uh, Cartoon Network uh, eventually acquired Hanna-Barbera Animation Studios, and they worked together to start making their own programming. And that's where you get stuff like the the beginning of this era starts with... Oh, yeah. I'm hype right now. ...with Dexter's Lab. Which, by the way, so... We're in the house that was once my grandfather's apartment right here, right? And I didn't have... See, here's the thing. My story is that I didn't have cable. Dirt fucking poor. We're not going to have fucking cable. So I used to come here and I would use like a VHS. I I think he gave me a VHS or he let me tape over one. Where like I, I think if I remember correctly, the the tape I had, the little tab was popped out, so I couldn't record over it. So I take a piece of tape, and I put it over it because on the edge of a VC. Oh my god, fucking kids these days, fucking zoomers. 
on a VHS tape. Bro, you can a, insult us. <laughs> there's a tab. Us millennial. Because, like, I, I don't know, even right? fucking know what you're so, talking about. You know, what a, you know what a VHS tape looks like? Yeah, I'm familiar with that. You know what a cassette tape looks like? Yeah. On both of them, on the back, on the corners, there's little tabs. One of the tabs is literally just like a little piece of plastic that you can break off. Because when you put it in a machine, a little thing goes in there. And if it can move, it'll allow you to record. Okay, so you break it off. You, so what you would do is you would put tape over it. And then when the little thing inside the machine would try to go into the hole, it goes, oh, I can't, which means the piece of plastic's there, which means you can record. And so I used to always record Dexter's lab. That's one of the things I used to always record. I used to always come into my grandfather's house and I would record it and take it home and I would watch the same episodes over and over because I didn't have cable. <laughs> Omelette du fromage. Omelette du fromage. That's a that's a line from a Dexter's line. You know, I, I literally like the one where he was like he had to like uh he had to he had to, the, to get some film processed. He had to like get it so he like took the the film to like a place so they could process the film, but they were closed and he kept having to go. <laughs> but every time he went for some reason, they were closed and they couldn't fucking you know, process his fucking film. Like, that's all I did was take the recordings of these shows. And yet, I somehow still have complete knowledge of Dexter's, of Johnny Bravo, of Courage. So, because all of these were kind of incorporated with the Hanna-Barbera Animation Studios, they had a lot of crossover, too, which is kind of makes it hard to delineate what the eras are. Like... Dexter's Lab, Johnny Bravo, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, Powerpuff Girls, all kind of came out of the same animation studio. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's part of the, uh, what was it, the the Powerhouse era. Ooh, 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 as Powerhouse. It's been. Powerhouse. I don't know if you remember that. You're watching Scooby-Doo on Cartoon Okay, it's Network. hard because they don't have, they, they literally, during the Powerhouse era, every sing, they didn't have individual drop for the era. They had the same one, but they would introduce the cartoons with it. What defines it is that little like yes. What is it again? Like you get a little bit. That's it. Like that's, that's it, it right there. It's the like it's the sound when you're running, mm -hmm. but you're not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. Sound, and that's definitive of that kind of era. Um, so now that we got here. What's your favorite cartoon of that genre? Oh man, that's hard because so we can we include both the cartoon cartoon kind of era and the powerhouse mm -hmm. because it's hard because Ed and Eddie crazy like the fucking one where I think it was I think it was Ed I think it was I think it was Double D who was asleep and like fucking no 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 it was uh it was it was Ed it was Ed not Double D butter toast butter toast and like he was asleep and his fucking sister was like in the sky and she was like talking he like zipped her mouth shut and like this fucking crazy trippy shit but then Dexter you know is like get out of my lab woman and it's like whoa that's Didi what are you Didi, doing what are you doing this is my laboratory <laughs> laboratory you know fucking Johnny Which, Bravo why the fuck did he have an Austrian <laughs> accent <laughs> fucking Johnny Bravo <laughs> oh I forgot Mandark <laughs> that was <laughs> come on fucking so, I think for me at least Johnny Bravo was I knew you were gonna say that you fucking <laughs> it's like look like, it was no. It was so. It was the. 
Do the monkey with me. Do the monkey with me. <laughs> Come on. Like, Johnny Bravo was, I think, the most definitive of that genre. But it's hard, though, because, you know, the, the powerhouse era includes stuff that goes late into the, two, the, 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 the early 2000s up until, like, even Teen Titans, which is so different than oh. those other things. The Kids Next Door? Well, Come that, on. They have a total switch up of like so there's the Hanna-Barbera like conglomeration Samurai Jack yo okay so we can't talk about Cartoon Network without talking about Gendy Tartofsky in general like yeah. he, that dude helped make fucking Cartoon Network what it is with Samurai ah, I bit my tongue a little bit <laughs> with Samurai Jack with the Clone Wars several years later but like that dude just brought in a whole new style of storytelling and animation but Hanna-Barbera kind of ruled the roost in general. Why, you, well, you think about it, because actually, so you listed these things, and, and these are the ones I think are really influential, which is Dexter's, Johnny Bravo, Ed and Eddie, Powerpuff Girls, and Courage. Those all had the hand-drawn animation look of the Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Yes. Even so as much, even doing so far as uh, Powerpuff Girls a little bit less, because at the beginning, they were definitely hand-drawn, but they were obviously digital towards the end. But Courage, Ed, Ed, and Eddie, and Dexter's, and it, Johnny Bob a little bit less, heavily, heavily obviously influenced and intentionally putting forth. I The one that I would exclude from that group, or not exclude, the one that I would say is the bridge between um, like Cartoon Network going from that hand-drawn vibe to a more developed... Uh, animation style would be courage because of the uh like just the really unsettling villains that they had of in course that. oh they they definitely did a lot of digital animation with it you know but they tried to kind of make it look hand-drawn but to give it that kind of shaky kind of uncertain thing and then in later seasons they got cleaned up a lot and then you look here for powerhouse and you see things like samurai jack which is particularly modern you look at the very first episode but the beauty of samurai jack is like the concept is modern but the animation style of it but not so, but, is so uh, like the rigid lines the about, the stark uh when he's standing there looking at aku in the very first episode he's very it's it's so modern like it's so fucking modern and then of course uh, the grim and evil fosters i don't count because fosters is so towards the end of the powerhouse era it's tr- like the the powerhouse era is a transitionary period. I think Kids Next Door though. Kids Next Door, fucking Teen Titans. Okay, those two cartoons completely redefined the genre of kids cartoons. Uh, I I I'm just well. I mean, Cartoon Network is consistently trying to one up itself. I say, Courage was like the response to Ren and Stimpy, where they're like, we can do edgy shit too. I agree with that. And then you got uh, Kids Next Door and Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy, which was uh, one of the shows that came out of Grim and Evil. Which yep. so yeah, that actually threw me off when they first came out because I'm like, wait, wasn't this already a show? Yeah, yeah. But yeah. it was Grim and Evil, and then it was uh, Evil Con Carne. Yep. And Grim Adventures oh of Billy God. and Mandy. Evil con carne. Oh my lord! Right? Yeah. And so they had a few crossover episodes. That's I've been I've been rewatching a yeah, lot yeah. of Grim and Mandy. 
or Grim, Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. And it's funny because at the same time, this is like when conversely around this time, someplace else, Invader Zim was going. Oh, that's true. They also got pretty dark. Yeah. Well, we'll have to make a completely separate yeah, episode. Yeah, 100%, because this is an entire like fight. And then I see the next era, which is upset because I don't... Okay, so you look here. There's, a, there's, there's buttons in front of me that have drops. There's one that's white because I had a drop, but I don't know what happened. Oh, no. So I think I deleted it by accident. Is so, that- <laughs> so I don't have a fucking drop... For like the fucking yes. And by the way, I went really hard fucking looking through old tapes that I have and looking online. <laughs> you can't really get any of the CN, CN City stuff, but the yes block has a fucking sound and I fucking lost it, okay? Wait, what's... I don't remember. Is the... This is Cartoon Network. Yes! I think that is it. It's because it's Fred Fred Burger from The Grim Adventures of Billy and Mandy. That's what, that's what, all right, so cart, or uh, what was it, CN City, this was uh, the 2006 to 2007, or 2010-ish era, where the promo blocks of Cartoon Network started incorporating all of their previous cartoons into this, like, like, all their bumps and stuff would have, like, Mm -hmm. all of their characters just kind of in mundane city. Oh, 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 the one I had, the one I had was bad. It was uh, it was somebody from Ed, Ed and Eddie sounding like the Arsler that you're not allowed to say. Oh, no. Because you're not allowed to do that, but that's how cartoons used to be. And to me, that was the epitome of it. Butter it, toast it was, was that one. No, it wasn't. It was literally like, uh, it was like the, the Cartoon Network part and then just like, ooh, like it's ridiculous. It was so bad. Well, all right. So the CN City, that... Like, I'm sure you remember, the promo that sticks out for me is, like, one of the new characters going into a laundromat, and, like, Johnny Bravo is doing his laundry, Mm -hmm. and then he looks over, and Samurai Jack is just in a loincloth waiting for his dry. (laughs) Yeah, 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 I remember that. Yo, is that a little racist? I don't know, it's weird, right? And I feel like, you know... Looking back on it, it's funny, but is it problematic? And and the thing is, is that it's so funny because I I see a lot of things here for the Sea and City stuff, uh, a lot of the 3D bumps and promos. Yes. And of course, I, I'm seeing here like uh, syndication of things like Jagged Chain Adventures, which originally aired on the WB. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Well, you see a lot of- uh, so what happened was uh, Turner Broadcasting Systems mm-hmm. ended up merging with uh, Warner Brothers Media and... They acquired this whole catalog now of not just original Cartoon Network shows, but included a lot more that had to do with um, stuff that was just produced by Warner Brothers in general. And so you end up with stuff like Jackie Chan Adventures and Mucha Lucha. Which- Mucha Lucha. Mucha Lucha. The tick. The <laughs> Luchadores. Come on. And Buena Girl. <laughs> Buena Girl. Yeah. It's Buena. Um, it's buena. It's oh my god! All right, I feel like I'm old as fuck right now. Okay, no, these are classic. These are yeah. like, it's hard to say what's a golden era of cartoons because. But you know what's really hard it's about all subjective, this? though. I look at this entire list through all the eras, and this is where around this era between like oh four oh six, and even going back into like Powerhouse, you know, I know what they count, but the afternoon programming during this time was ridiculous because that's when Toonami started. 
not in the afternoon, but like that was later. No, that, that was the bridge between afternoon programming and Adult Swim. No, because well, no, because Adult Swim was starting at twelve. Toonami would air at three. What? Because I used to come home and I would take a videotape, and these are the shows that I would record. Oh, you got you got a whole list because because the, the thing is is that before Adult Swim, I used to watch uh, Dragon Ball Z on Channel Eleven at five thirty in the morning or as at six in the morning before I would go to school and elementary school in like ninety three, right? They started running syndication on Toonami on Cartoon Network in the late nineties and early two thousands. That's where you would find the. The new Scooby-Doo movies, which is a short series of Scooby-Doo that features people like Phyllis Diller, Sandy Duncan, Dick Van Dyke, playing themselves. Oh, Knights. was that the one like they, they would have like the Harlem Globetrotters? Yes, just and they would have like Batman. Out? That was that series. Oh. And that used to come on at 2.30. I used to record whatever I could and take it home. Tenchi Muyo would come on at six because that was at the end because it would go from like three though i think the times i have here are wrong i think this is like the the wrong coast because sailor moon was at three gundam wing was at 330 dragon ball z which was when they first started doing it on cartoon network is when they changed the voice actors and i remember because when i was a kid they stopped it in the middle of the frieza saga and then i guess they lost the rights to it or something and they got different voice actors outlaw star which originally which eventually ended up going to uh adult swim tenchi muyo i've only ever known outlaw star as an adult swim or like later toonami special these are things that you because toonami got moved because I'm older than you. Yeah. Toonami got moved to being, I think, Saturday nights. That's exactly how I remember well, it. Well, Toonami wasn't that. What? Toonami started off at three in the afternoon. That's what it was. And Adult Swim used to be Monday through Friday. And they used to do like Hanna-Barbera stuff on the on the like the weekends and nights and then no no it was sunday through thursday revelation that i'm being told right now. it was sunday through thursday my bad for adult swim so all those things there's a huge chunk missing here because between 2000 to 2010 especially there was actually like 94 no no, sorry like 97 98 because that's when he used to run anime they used to run the dubs of animes, the Sailor Moon continuing, the Dragon Ball Zs going into the Boo Saga. Like, literally, I first saw, like, the fucking Majin Saga on Cartoon Network when I used to come to my grandfather's house, and I used to record it. And then after, they would play, uh, what's the name of the fucking show? It's kind of like, it's kind of like racist. Where it's like, Haji is one of the characters. Fuck. The character's name is Haji, and... The fucking the guy's hair is like fucking blonde and oh, shit like that. Bleach? No, what the fuck? I don't know, bleach. man. You know the fucking the fucking the fucking cartoon where they're like adventurers. The cartoon that fucking Venture Brothers is based off of. Oh, uh, Johnny Johnny. No, yes, it's Johnny yes. Quest. Johnny Quest. Johnny Quest. I was gonna say Johnny Test, but that's a later era Cartoon Network show. Johnny Quest, and because remember, because this this. Uh, Toonami era is kind of long. Yeah. So like, and like, but Johnny I, Quest is a Hanna Barbera show. It is because Johnny Quest used to come on 
after the afternoon because when you come home from school kind of same animators as c lab and stuff yes so think about this you come home from school at like 233 then you watch sailor moon you watch dragon ball z you watch the new season of reboot uh, because I, reboot used to be in the wb I but when they got the remember when they reboot? got because the 3d show see all right this is we're we're living two different realities one you got a little you got a couple years on me but also um i was on the west coast mm-hmm. and so the west coast programming was different and also I was the child of a teacher who didn't leave school until 5.30 at oh, night. Oh, so you probably weren't being, you weren't, so when you were like 10, when you were like 6, you weren't you weren't going to be home watching Cartoon Network at 3. Exactly. And that's where, like, when, because, you know, you, you're the one who just taught me that, like, you know, they got the WB programming. Reboot was a program on the WB. Mm-hmm. But the series had ended, but then they continued the series See, on Tsunami. S- I'd seen Jackie Chan Adventures on WB, uh, as well as uh, some Animaniacs, yes, and uh, like some of the other WB shows that I I had so thoroughly associated with Cartoon Network at that time that like it was kind of hard when I was going back and doing this research. I was like, wait, and yet somehow how, you didn't come across Tsunami. How is Tiny Toons not? A Cartoon Network show, but it's a WB show. It is. And I just can't believe that you didn't come across this tsunami stuff. That really threw me, but I didn't want to tell you because I was like, it's like a gotcha. Because in my personal opinion... It's a Tamagotcha. The, <laughs> the most influential... Hey, 90s kids remember. Oh, boy. <laughs> the most influential part, before we get continue, because I wanted to completely derail it, the most influential part, in my opinion, is the tsunami block, which I forgot to really to write it down in the document but i'm gonna put it in after we're done with the episode because i believe tsunami started like 98.99 and it continues today at night but the afternoon after school block of it was over a decade yeah and then i, and, I never got i and, wasn't i wasn't a part of that and all the stuff with adult cartoons and stuff that all kind of stems from you think where do you think people learn to like anime from these people were watching sailor moon on cartoon network because guess what you just said you said they got wb mm-hmm. dragon ball z i said was on channel 11 here which is the wb in the morning yep. sailor moon was playing on wb here this all makes sense gundam I just was macross in school or yeah you know or daycare or whatever the so fuck. i think that's super interesting that that kind of missed you a little bit because in a way those shows were just as, and were, I think, for modern cartoons, more influential. But you can't discount the Edinettis and stuff like that. You can't. No, well, so, all right. I'm going to go ahead and tell, like, what I think some of the most influential of, like, that powerhouse Starburst era were for me. And I know there's a lot of overlap for, with the Toonami era for you. So, like, from for me, talking about the cartoon cartoon block... I'd say Codename Kids Next Door was probably my favorite at that time. Mm-hmm. And you know, you got the number one, number two, number and and of course, number five. Why do I feel like everybody loved number five? Because she was the baddest motherfucker Why in the entire so treehouse. Yeah, I agree with that. Everyone else just kind of pretended like they knew what they were doing, and she was like, yo. 
we don't know what we're doing, but we're gonna fucking get it done. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She kept it real. And also, her dad was a parody of Bill Cosby. I love that. <laughs> that was hilarious. hilarious. Oh my god, what was... When... <laughs> When, when, I don't remember all the uh, number one is like the Patrick Stewart type. Yeah, he okay. was bald. He was yeah. a leader. He was mm-hmm. vaguely British. <laughs> yeah, which I love. Uh, number two was the uh, he was the pilot. Yep. Oh yeah. He was he was in control of all of the uh, the the travel. He was the guy who made sure they got from point A to point B. Number, number three, three, she was the girly girl who like. Was super into to like stuffed animals and just like so cute. She was she was just so happy all the time. It was hard not to be endearing. And then number four, the Aus- the the wild the card, He's like the, the wild Aussie. card. I Aussie. can't even. <laughs> the the episode he had where like he had to rescue his his little brother who's like one, but also in the same like. He resented his younger sibling, but then his younger sibling ended up kicking ass with him, and mm-hmm. they had a bonding moment. I was oh, like, "Oh, I remember that episode." You that that touched my heart a little bit. What really got me was the episode where number five and her sister had a whole thing where like the the teens next door versus the kids oh, next shit. door, yes. and they had to broker a pre a peace treaty, yes. and it was like. They, it, there was either a mutually assured destruction or they were going to both make it out of it alive. And just like that whole, that whole family feud going on, that was touching. That was super touching. Which one, which, which of the, this was, like, was hard. Like the CN City, Yes Block stuff is like your favorite. Well, that's, that's my prime time. That's. When I started getting into middle school and when I came home from school directly after, instead of staying in my mom's classroom for a bit. And so I actually got to see a lot of the programming that time. Um, but like what's interesting, I think, about the Yes era, the Yes era, <laughs> is uh, so much of the programming relied on the previous like Starburst era shows and just kind of like, built upon that like they they really doubled down on the absurdity that came from billy and mandy and courage the cowardly dog and like that became part of their programming to the point where like they they modeled everything after that and uh you ended up with shows like uh like ben 10 and and like like camp laszlo and all that stuff which they aren't bad shows but they just kind of they they were filler shows it's, for it's me. Funny because this is the point where, in like, uh, you know, up until like two thousand and eight ish, you know, two thousand oh six oh seven. Imagine now I'm, I'm I'm sixteen years old. Oh damn! You're damn near an adult. I'm like seventeen years old, and of course I still because of how pop culture it was still. Everybody, we, we we didn't stop watching fucking Cartoon Network. We did. Yo, I still haven't stopped watching. Cartoon yeah, Network. but like we would hang out at Cortona Park, and the, you know we didn't. We would go home. At, we wouldn't go home. We would hang out after school. So like, I started catching the stuff they started playing later. Like you know, they would like because that's the thing about Samurai Jack. 
Because when Samurai Jack was on, it was a little later. I think it was, yeah. it was like like six or something like that. You know, they kind of just bumped all the things that were in the previous era to a little bit later, and they yep. started doing their like prime. That's the thing. Cartoon Network primetime shows. Yo, they used to have actually primetime. Their primetime was like 3 p.m. to like 5 p.m. And then they're like vetted primetime. So they had like premiere shows between like 3 to 5. And then they had their ones that they knew were good. And they kept producing content from like 5 to like 7 p.m. And that was like their primetime. Um, but like in the yes era, cause like I said, their whole entire like bump block relied mm-hmm. on Billy and Mandy references and ref, like it was all self-referential. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite shows that came out from that. And I think it's one of my favorite cartoon shows of all time. I don't know what it is. It's Chowder. Oh, uh, New England or New York? <laughs> <laughs> I prefer New England clam. Uh, Ew. <laughs> but like all right picture this a fat kid in middle school who loves to bake gotcha comes home to watch a, sh- a show about a fat kid who's part cat part bunny part something <laughs> who loves to cook and eat just getting into shenanigans but the animation style was so unique and interesting the thing that got me about it was like the color patterns that they would do on everything when the characters would like walk across the screen, the pattern would stay the same, but it would like, it was such a unique form of animation and the jokes and the meta and everything that went into it. I still go back and watch Chowder on a regular basis. Cause I'm like, Oh, this speaks to my soul. I, I was still watching these things, but this is where my nostalgia. So my nostalgia, my nostalgia picked back up as we'll talk with the next era. But like this time, I still have nostalgia for these shows. But they weren't like your your yes. jam. But my nostalgia picks back up again. Okay. Well, okay. Do you remember stuff like like the the misadventures of Flapjack? That Yeah, I remember Flapjack, yeah. That shit got dark. You know, but it just was not like it's not something that like I look back at as fondly as I do like Dexters and stuff like that. And then like of course, you have the next era, which can I just say that this Can I just say that I just look at this list of live action shows, Andrew WK, (laughs) this is a gift and a curse. Listen, this is the era, this two year era, I was too old and I was hanging out and I was, I'm going to say something really sexist, but I'm going to say it because I'm trying to be sardonic, banging goth chicks and concerts and shit like that. So you fucking, whoa, (laughs) hot take. All jokes aside though, like. You know, they ended like, says, like you know the S era, sh- the the Yes era shows, and you know there were some good things in this era. Like Adventure Time started in this era. Some new Scooby Doo things started in this era. So Adventure Time started at the very tail end yeah, of this of course, era, like the last. Like era. I just want to specify that. No, no, this is like the worst era. Period. This was the kind of weird middle part where like all of their promo bumps featured like all of these uh, kind of almost mannequin, but like Funko pop mannequin figures 
that interacted on the screen. It was really just how can we replay all of the shows from the early 2000s and then throw in some junk that nobody wants to see and just throw in some like they had destroy build destroy you remember that where vaguely it was like fuck it all it was was mythbusters without direction and also andrew wk was there which if you want to party we are party hard look i party 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 Party. we're gonna have a party yeah (laughs) I don't dislike Andrew WK. The dude fucking rocks. But come on. But yo, you're gonna come on Cartoon Network. You're gonna co- you're gonna come on to a Cartoon Network. I think and this- be a live action person. <laughs> I get think- the fuck out of here. I think at this time they were having a little bit of you know, so Adult Swim was really popping off, uh, and we'll get into this at some other point. You know, and Adult Swim was kind of doing gamebuster ratings where at this time their daytime programming was struggling and it's they they kind of pulled a like mid 90s where it's like we're gonna do a complete kind of shift of the kind of things that we do they had a bit of an identity crisis because they didn't know who their audience was at any particular time me begging fucking goth chicks you fucking were probably getting is weird because you were getting you were getting older you probably weren't super interested at that very year, maybe, in what they were showing. No, this was when they were starting to lose audiences to, like, the MTV shows. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And the VH1 shows. Mm-hmm. And so they were trying to compete with that kind of stuff. And so they were like, well, how do we do live-action reality TV, but, like, in a way that's still, like, that bridges that gap, you know? And... They tried. They tried a really good. They they gave it a valiant effort. But can like can we can we never talk about this again? Because I I absolutely fucking hate this era. I will give them one. I will give this era one one specific uh uh point of salvation or like what this era did. Was it helped enhance the DC animated universe? Boom. I can agree with that. Because if you're a fan of the DC animated universe, uh, Batman, Batman Beyond, this was Batman Brave and the Bold, and that was a banger. I personally wasn't super into the DC animated universe, but as someone who's in tune with the social zeitgeist as far as it as dc animation goes this was kind of a golden era. you also had young justice coming out at this time i just can i say that i don't want to talk about this era anymore so much so that i want to go back to the past era and talk about how amazing chowder was chowder was i'm not your boyfriend i'm I'm not your boyfriend (laughs) chowder was such a banger (laughs) That fucking Lil Nas, this or this past year in this decade, went back to make a reference with the baby about Chowder. They had a song called Panini. Don't you be a meanie? Don't you be a meanie? What's this next era? Wait, wait, wait. before oh, no. Just, you ever watch Class of Three Thousand? I'd rather not. You don't want to talk about Class of Three Thousand? I'm not particularly okay. You can tell me about Class of Three Thousand. Class of Three Thousand. <laughs> 
was when Andre 3000. Oh, shit. I forgot about this. Of Outcast. Oh, fuck. Had a fucking Cartoon Network show. Yes. Yo, can you believe that shit? <sighs> can you believe that shit? It's like a fucking vague memory. It was basically Magic School Bus meets Outcast. But, like, without Big Boy. And I think that's what offended me the most, was Big Boy wasn't there. We're no love for Big Boy. No love for Big Boy. The biggest boy. The, not in this class. Not ah. in this class of 3,000. All right. So we're moving on to to the next era, the 2010 to 2016, the Cartoon Network. Check it! That's the little, that's the, the little check, the little, that's the one I remember. I think this is the era that Cartoon Network really starts to kind of get into its own. Like they, they know their self, they know themselves now beyond just what they started as. I feel like they're kind of revisiting the, the success from like Powerhouse and Cartoon Cartoon because all of the original shows at that time were really what bolstered the company. Well, the company, the the channel, you know, this time is awesome, you know. But this is like okay, see so a regular show, yeah. Which is so they you know, had they had do the... me a solid, huh? Can you do me a solid. You need a solid. You need a solid. You know, I'm like, come on, everybody, fucking come on. They got all right. They got regular show, which regular show's a fucking banger. Um, I appreciated it more than I did at the time. Right, I know appreciate, you appreciate that shit now. I appreciate that shit way that more shit now than I did at the time. Dream. And yeah, okay, so they got a um what is it? JC Quintel mm-hmm. has a show on HBO. They just had their new se- or new season uh premiere. They got a couple new episodes on there. It's called Close Enough. It's a fucking banger. It's everything you wanted from regular show. That it appeals to the person who likes regular show, but which is man. Couldn't they just be a little bit edgier? <laughs> That's exactly what that is. But so, like, I think this check it era, they really start to get comfortable where they have their adventure time, they have regular show, they know what their bangers are. They have uh, Steven Universe, which is another fucking. Which isn't it still on now? No, it's not. They Oh, they just ended it, right? They ended it, but they did a, a movie. Yeah. They did their seasons in a movie. They, but like that was like within the last two years. Th- this era is pretty much the is almost it's it's you know not far from now. It's just distant enough. But then they also know what they're about in the past, and I think that's the it's the synthesis of where they wanted to go in the future, while still taking the inspiration of their previous shows. And and moving it forward. I mean, they had their litany of reboots like Teen Titans Go. Which hot take? Better than Teen Titans. Whoa! Oh, as somebody who's who who spent a lot of time with a three year old, I'm gonna tell you something. I've watched a lot of Teen Titans Go. Fucking amazing. Okay. The writing for the show is amazing. They do these crazy fucking songs, and the way they fucking put that show together, and the way it exceeds the original Teen Titans. It doesn't seem like it because they're so they're so different. Here, all right. I'm not going to discredit your hot take. Your hot take is up to temp, but they're two different shows. Teen Titans is a DC animated universe show, but Teen Titans Go. But Teen Titans Go is a Cartoon Network show that is heavily inspired, and it 
I don't know. Can it take canon? It is canon. How is it? It it continues from Teen Titans, and they even reference things that happen in Teen Titans. They do, but like it's the the heart of the show isn't. All right. So here's and the theme song is better too. Even though Puffy Amiyumi, I love, but come on, T E E N T I T A N S Teen Titans. Let's go. It's way better in Teen Titans Go as well. But, I used to fucking be the other way, but you're fucking wrong. Because how many episodes have you watched of Teen Titans or Teen, Teen Titans, Titans Go? It was a. It, I know it was a different one. It was, I've watched every fucking episode like five fucking times. Th- I'm just saying they're two completely different shows. I'm not going to say Teen Titans Go because when it first came out, I was like, "The fuck is this Me shit?" <laughs> and then I watched it. I'm like, "All right, this is." This is entertaining. I'm about it. I'm not going to say Teen Titans Go isn't a good show. I'm just going to say they're two completely different shows. And to say one surpasses the other, they're in two different lanes, bro. Oh, I don't know. But I have to say, because this is, I completely forgot to mention this because Teen Titans, the theme song by Puffy Amiyumi. Does anybody else remember the Puffy Amiyumi show? Hi, hi, Puffy Amiyumi show. They had their own fucking show. Oh, they did. They literally had their own fucking show. That was because uh, of the uh, uh, merger between Warner and Turner Broadcast. Fuck, man. That Just, was... I, I did... Re- it was in the same merger that they ended up getting uh, Jackie Chan Adventures and... Um, uh, Clone Wars out of. Well, they, I just I just thought it'd be interesting. But this fucking Check It era is kind of a banger. It's kind of a banger. Like I, I don't want to discredit it because they, they also had reboots of kind of their their tried and true classics. Like they had Total Drama Island, and then they had Total Drama Action, mm-hmm. Total Drama, uh, Total Drama Rama. They they know people like the reality TV format in a cartoon tech or context. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is kind of entertaining, and you have way more freedom to like. To just fuck with your contestants like that as a writer it's fucking brilliant that you can make a reality tv show that's completely scripted and not have to like it reminds me of the what was the what was that other animated the more adult uh animated live action show where they had wait ping, animated live action the, side of the, the animated uh, uh reality what? show like ping ping was like the little Pikachu like thing. And oh, the Betty, uh, drawn together. Drawn to like, yeah, like the, doing, that's kind of a similar yeah, vibe. Yeah, doing, except they weren't nearly as overtly sexual with it. Yeah, I know, but it's fun. Depending on which website you viewed it on. Uh, <laughs> it's super fun to kind of have those things. I think this era is really kind of where the network has started to like, you, you said it, like, I'm not going to say coming to their own but kind of go back to their roots because they had a little divergence where they thought like, we're going to be modern and we're going to try to do what other channels do. But the Cartoon Network is... It's for cartoons. Cartoon Network. And by the way, it doesn't need to do 15 million. We're going to talk about this one day in the future, but like, you know, Adult Swim does gangbusters for nighttime viewing, but gangbusters for nighttime viewing for a show on cable is like 100,000. You know what I mean? Like that's that's you know a gangbusters it's a cartoon station okay like it doesn't need to do 15 million views well and their whole mo is to just constantly have cartoons that you can see at any given time 
and there you go. They did. This is the era where they realized that that was what they're about. And they're like, boomerang though. What? Fucking moving the tinpole stuff that's like that to a whole other channel. But they they did it to still appeal to the old. I think because I mean it's still owned by the same people. Really, it's diversifying their portfolio more than anything. They're allowing an avenue for more growth and for more uh, creative endeavors. Like, if they didn't have Boomerang, we probably wouldn't see uh, Adventure Time. I could see that. Yeah, because they're making space. That's exactly it. The Cartoon Network is making space for that nostalgia that'll eventually move. Like, all right, when we're in our 50s, we'll see Adventure Time on Boomerang. And we'll see whatever the fuck else. Ain't that just a fucking trip? (laughs) Don't that about beat all. Don't. (laughs) (laughs) Doesn't that just give you stomach ulcers? (laughs) But like, all right. So in this era, they also had the Looney Tunes show where they did the revamped version, Mm -hmm. but using Bugs Bunny and Daffy. But they're in like contemporary situations. (laughs) Yes. Which I thought, honestly, that was pretty fucking hilarious. Like. It's not the traditional duck season, wabbit season, but instead it's like kale season, avocado season, <laughs> and they're both ar- arguing over which one's more important. Like that, that's hilarious. It's good. It's very modern. It's super fun. And it, I think it helps integrate the old characters into the the contemporary light and i think that's what cartoon network has always been about is how do we integrate these old character favorites into a new contemporary situation that's what you got when the whole inception of them getting like four uh cartoon characters from the 30s to the 60s and putting them on tv in the late 90s or in the early mm-hmm, 90s mm-hmm. that's their whole whole deal so i think the check it era really as as silly as it was at the time, I like to think that really bolstered Cartoon Network as as an institution of programming. And then that brings us to what? To the 25-year history. Oh, that is the... To 25 years. <laughs> That's the that's the chime that new 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 new. But that's that's specifically the one from the twenty five years twenty five year. That was uh, their know. anniversary. Yes, dub. And, and it's so funny too because I think that like this era is really amazing, and I just need to get a shout out to the Loud House. Okay. Wait, the Loud House. Yeah. Wasn't that Nickelodeon or was that? Oh. It's like a, I don't give a shit. Shout out to the Loud House. All right, shout- <laughs> fuck it. That was the West one where, Coast. where the kid. It's the Loud House. They have like fifteen kids. Listen, There's a kid with like so all of his cartoons. sisters, right? There's so many cartoons. Sometimes I be getting shit fucked up. I also want to give a shout out to Wee Bear Bear. Wee, Wee Bear, Wee Bear. Oh, Come I give on. I give a full on shout out to Wee Bear Bear. Come so on. That, I, that all right? We're we're up to the new 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 era, right? Which is 2017 to now. Okay. That that includes the Wee Bear Bears, Craig, Craig of the Creek, Summer Camp, um, or what was it, Summer Camp Island, Infinity Train, and just a whole bunch of other spinoffs and reiterations of classics. But again, Cartoon Network, in doing so, is creating room for more 
creative cartoons and more creative expression in that field i think um a lot of these you can now see on hbo max which i'm super stoked about me too kind of why i think it might be the superior uh streaming service honestly but you know what though i'm not gonna lie it fucking kills me though i'm about to get a little sad like a little sad you know i know that at this point now I know these shows. I know We Bear Bears, etc. That's it for me. Going forward, I might come across a Cartoon Network show that comes on during the day, but it's no longer for me. And it's unlikely that, like, you know, I'm, if I'm on streaming season, I come across a, a service, I might see something. But the entire history of this thing is now behind me. And it's time for a new generation to have these cool shows that appeal to them. But it's awesome because we're going to get into this another day, 100%, but like... Oh, we're so not done with cartoons. You know, they, they move all this stuff to adults. If I could have a PhD in something, it would be fucking cartoons. They move all this stuff to for adults now, you know what I mean? And they know this. Well, that's the point of the Boomerang channel. Is not like, just that, but even on the Cartoon Network... Because the Cartoon Network is still home to lots of adult cartoons. It's true. Just late at night. And we're going to have to talk about this some other time, but like, you know... We're, we're going to talk about adult cartoons? About adult cartoon cartoons. You know, and, 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 and it's just, you know, it's kind of important to kind of realize when these things... It's new, 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 but for me it's... Bye 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 bye. I was thinking that too. I thought that was too on the nose. Okay? Oh, okay. You know, and even for you, like you still watch these things sometimes, you catch them, but the older we get, you know, and, until we have children or have children of our own. I mean, that's kind of one of the most uh, compelling reasons for me to have me kids. Me too. I really, we should just have kids so we can watch cartoons with our kids together. Let's just have some babies. That's this. I'm going to clip this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah let's just make some babies so we can watch cartoons babies if the <laughs> look if this is if having texted. a kid means i can just sit around and watch cartoons and play legos all day yo i'm down with it <laughs> i'm in do you watch a lot of the new 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 stuff i try to keep up with it um <laughs> i gave you a fi- you gave me a fit it's because i don't have like like cable oh yeah you don't still have a life so that's why you try well, yeah, uh, like I have streaming services and all that, but like I don't, I don't have any of the live TV stuff, and I don't try too hard. And <laughs> if there were more cartoons for me to view, you bet your ass I'd be watching cartoons. But uh, I guess at this point, all I got are the reruns of Chowder and Billy and Mandy, and all my old favorites. I'm not your boyfriend just to make it clear <laughs> <laughs> well, i think that's gonna wrap it up for our cartoon cartoon man and episode. we have to revisit this because it's so i want to talk about the death of saturday morning cartoons like there's so much stuff to this that we're definitely gonna have to revisit in the future foreshadowing 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 it's a plug it's a it's a future plug um yo chandler where can we find you you can find me at uh twitter at humble bumble bear or at my website at bumble bear comedy or on instagram 
at C underscore underscore honey. Um, that's where also you can find me promoting this uh, this show and our other podcast series behind the bar where we go a little bit more in depth on the cocktails we're drinking for this show. When is that? When does that come? When is that post on the internet? Uh, those posts on the internet Fridays. 8 a.m. No. for oh no that's this show this show post <laughs> this show fire, was that in good taste was that in good taste fridays 8 a.m behind the bar if you want to learn more uh about <laughs> what we're drinking those are mondays at 8 a.m of course you can always find more stuff like the show notes the things under the podcast on facebook at a habit of wellness you can always reach out to me directly at what funny friend on Twitter? You can always email us at a habit of wellness at gmail.com. Or, of course, you can just hang out with me at uh, the art of giving up on, uh, on, the, on the Instagrams. Or if uh, you, you know, see us on the street, just come up and harass us yourself. Give us a hug. Take, make sure you take your mask off. Mm-hmm. Make sure. Uh, actually, I only really can identify people um, via their tongue smell i was gonna say they don't spit in my mouth i just don't understand yeah it's i have it's you my long lost cousin very similar to a dog where i need to smell your asshole first before i can identify anyone just don't piss on me outside (laughs) (laughs) uh so as always this is uh i guess this is wait did we do that already no we didn't this is james berry and I'm Chandler Phillips. Thank you for listening so much. This was that in good taste. And as you know, it wasn't. So um, drinking is not a requirement. But it is recommended. I'm not your boyfriend. I'm not your boyfriend. Do-do-do-do.